0: You're listening to Lately with Ashley Wright. Let's talk about everything that's been happening lately. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Lately with Ashley Wright. I'm your host of this little show, Ash, and with me today, I have two very special guests. If you've been following the pod for a while now, you'll know that I have spoken about these girls before multiple times. Two of the original influences behind the show, please welcome Cara Reedy and Amanda Darks. Woo! Hello. Hello. Wow, that
1: was <laughs> Such a nice interview. Yeah, we were
0: just like
2: grinning from ear to ear at each other, just listening to that.
1: Oh,
0: I'm so excited (laughs) to have you girls here. Like I said, I have like spoken about you multiple times throughout creating this little project of mine. And I've always like come back to saying these are two of the original influences. I've always been inspired by these girls. So having you here Aww. now is just incredible. <laughs> That's
2: so sweet. We're so excited to be on. Yeah. Oh,
0: thank you so much. My first guest on the show as well. So cool. So pretty much what I'll get you guys to do is for anyone who is listening right now, which... I'm sure a lot of my listeners know who you guys are already, but would you be able to just describe yourselves? Let them know what you do. Um, give yourselves a plug. Just explain what the go is for the two of you. Sure.
1: Well, I'm Amanda. I go by Amanda Ducks. I am a YouTuber and podcast co-host. So I co-host, to be honest, podcast with my gorgeous roommate, Miss Kara Aridi. <laughs> And yeah, I almost also make YouTube videos about vegan food and lifestyle, which is really fun.
2: Yeah, and I'm Kara. I'm the other half, I guess, of <laughs> the podcast duo. I am a writer. And I also, yeah, co-host, to be honest, the podcast, which is something we've been working on for almost like three years now. It's been, it's flown by. Wow. Um, So, yeah, I'm, I'm really passionate about things like body positivity and social, social causes, as well as just like general, I guess, you know, self-love kind of topics. And that's kind of what we cover on, to be honest, because we're really passionate about just helping people. Feel, especially women, young women, feel their best about themselves. So that's kind of what we talk about. Yeah.
0: Oh, my goodness. Three years already. I can't believe that. I remember I, listening to like your first ever teaser episode <laughs> on Spotify. That's flown. Oh, my God. I remember
2: we were so we were so proud of that because we released that episode and it was called Bodies, Boobs and Pubes. Yes. Yeah, and, we were, and we were so proud of that episode
0: name. Yeah. No, that, that was, was so funny. good. <laughs> no, I was saying to the girls just before we recorded, uh, one of my best friends, Bethany, who I know will be listening to this one, it will be her birthday today when this is released, actually. So happy birthday, Beth. Um, happy birthday, <laughs> Oh, she's going to love that. She was actually the one who got me into listening to the girls on To Be Honest. And ever since then, like I have not turned back. They have just been, if you guys haven't listened, To their podcast, go and look it up now. It's on Spotify. It's on. Do you guys have it on Apple Podcasts as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go and give it a listen. To be honest, with Kara and Amanda, they talk all things. Yeah, body positivity, mental health. Uh, What else do you guys talk about on there for the listeners? Oh man, we cover everything. Yeah, I feel
1: like lately we've been doing like conspiracy theories and we really like talking about pop culture as well which is fun it's just kind of like whatever is going on in our life at that time yeah like talking about I do think it's time for another horrific dating story yeah because it's been a while since one of those (laughs) we
2: definitely try to kind of mixed it up between really important topics that, you know, a lot of people can relate to and things that people can add to their life, but also fun things that, mm. you know, aren't too heavy because the world can be very, very heavy sometimes and life can be heavy. So we like to switch it up like with conspiracy theory <laughs> <a lot of laughs> episodes. Yeah. And just kind of, you know, have some fun with it. Yeah,
0: for sure. I did listen to that Flat Earth episode too, by the way. (laughs) I I was very enthralled by it. I was like, this is great. It was a great little listen on my way to work last week. Um, So, guys, to begin the show, I have to ask, you're on Lately. What have you two been thinking about lately? Well, I'm going to speak myself on this one.
2: I know, Ducky, if you can relate to this. Uh And I'm going to go on the deep end. Lately, I've been feeling I've been sorry I've been thinking about uh, a scarcity mindset that I seem to be having that seems Ducky's looking at me like whoa I did not expect you to go in this direction this scarcity mindset that I that's been like coming up for me where I just kind of I realize that I just fear so many things going wrong in my life Mm. because I'm I feel like things will always go wrong and there's not an abundance of like good things in my life I just have this natural tendency to think the worst almost like my anxiety and so i've been trying to combat that lately it's been on my mind i've been thinking you know certain things i'll do i'll be so nervous about and i'll be like why am i scared is it because of this scarcity mindset that i think good things aren't coming my way so i need to prepare for the bad things that's wild yeah, yeah. That's a bit it's a bit deep for like the first five minutes of the episode, but that's what's in my mind.
0: No, that's, yeah, exactly. If that's what you've been thinking about, let it free. And, uh, to
1: give us a lighthearted thing, Duffy. Give us a lighthearted <laughs> thing. Oh, I was going to say, this is a bit of a spoiler for what I'm going to cover in our next Pop Culture Made Me podcast. Ooh. I don't even know that you don't, know, but lately I've been thinking about how iconic of a TV show Charmed was. <gasps> I never watched
0: Night. Oh, no, you never watched no. Charmed was, oh, my God, that was my childhood. It <laughs> no.
1: is so iconic. Like, right. I literally have been thinking about it so much lately, and I'm going to do a little bit of a mini rewatch because <sighs> I'm going to cover it on the podcast. It is so, I feel like it's like peak childhood. I have so many memories. And this came up for me because I was talking to my boyfriend about how when I was a kid I used to make like uh, like recreate TV show scenes with my dad's video camera with my friend. That is such a <laughs> funny thing to do. It's such a classic me thing to do, to be honest. And then, like, I was saying how I used to do Charmed all the time and I would, like, be behind the camera doing the shot and then I would be, like, cut and get everyone to move so they disappear sort of thing. I never watched Charmed. I feel like – I think I think one
2: time my friend and I watched it, my next-door neighbour – And I got so scared that my mum banned me from
1: watching it, which honestly,
2: my mum was never much of like a banner from things. But she said, no way, if you can't sleep after watching this, you are not watching this. Even I watched it. That's crazy. I know, I was a little scaredy cat as a kid. You were.
0: I remember remember watching it, but I feel like at the time, because like I said, it felt like that was the entirety of my childhood. I feel like a lot of things just kind of went over my head though. Like if I watched it back yeah. now, I'd be like, "Oh, okay, that was pretty hardcore for a child to be watching that."
2: Yeah. <laughs> Because they're like demons and witches and stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: And it's so funny about like (laughs) the recording thing. I remember my brother and I, we used to do the same thing, but with the Scooby Doo movie. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We would like reenact the Scooby Doo movie, and I'd be like, I want to be Velma, you have to be Shaggy. But we used to like record it on an old tape recorder because we didn't have like a camcorder or anything. So it was just like the audio. (laughs) And it was just, but we were in his bedroom full, like acting out the scenes, but for no reason besides the point that it was. Been recorded, or like just the audio. I'd love to hear
1: those tapes. Yeah, I hope they're still there. It makes sense that you've ended up like doing a podcast and like <laughs> all of that kind of stuff and like yeah. studying journalism when you've done that kind of stuff as a kid. It's
0: full yeah, circle. Yeah. I feel like my, my brother had programmed it into me from a young age, <laughs> he forced me into okay. it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, I'm interested to hear what's
0: on your mind lately. Oh, well, actually, funny you should ask that. I (laughs) have got something in mind. Lately, I've actually been thinking about comparison a lot in regards to milestone races, as I like to call them, which... For anyone who may not be familiar, it's kind of pitting yourself against your friends or people you might have grown up with or went to school with who are around the same age as you or possibly even younger and how far along they are in this milestone race. So whether that's buying a house, getting engaged, having children, anything like that in comparison to what you're doing yourself, um, Mm. which is just, yeah, I don't know. It's been weighing on my mind a lot lately so that makes sense
2: that is something that happens throughout your 20s as you kind of get older and like yeah people start doing different things and there's all these expectations that start to be put on us
1: as we get a bit older yeah for sure I feel like I I honestly think about this quite a lot and I feel Mm. like my opinion on it ebbs and flows like sometimes I'm like I don't care, like I'm not interested in doing all of these things anyway, so yeah. like why would I compare myself to people? And then sometimes I will have this moment of being like, wait, but what if I'm the last one to get anywhere, <laughs> you know? Like what if everyone leaves me behind and does all these things? I feel like it's like such a natural fear and I think especially as we, you know, our generation I feel like are more inclined to be living more alternatively and doing different things and perhaps not doing the, the traditional things that people do at our age. And so uh, I feel like it's more of a conversation now, which is
0: really good. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I, I know that for me personally, it's very similar where it's the same thing where, you know, it'll ebb and flow and then, I feel like social media is like, it's at the crux of it all. So every time I'll go onto Instagram, I'll take a few days off, I'll be busy, and then I'll go onto Instagram to catch up and I'll see, you know, another friend has gotten engaged, another friend has announced (laughs) a, a pregnancy, another friend has announced that they've just got approval for a home loan, et cetera. And I think it's because so many people at this age, in their 20s, and because social media is so easily accessible, everyone loves to overshare and put their all their accomplishments online yeah. but, of course, they're not sharing anything else like the negatives of what's going on behind the scenes. So in your mind, yeah. you're just seeing all these positive things happen to other people and you're thinking, well, why hasn't that happened to me yet?
2: Yeah, and I actually, just hearing that made me think and I'd be interested to hear what you girls kind of think about this. Mm. But do you, I personally don't find that my closest friends, I don't find that that's really the people I compare myself to. And maybe that is because with your, with my closest friends, I see the downsides as well. I see the bad side, I see the parts they struggle with.
0: Mm. I see, you know, them
2: not going out for dinner if they're saving or not going on a holiday or I see like. You know, potentially like relationship troubles and stuff like that, and things don't seem as perfect as they might for some acquaintance on social media.
1: Mm. Do you guys
2: feel like you you compare yourself to close friends as well?
1: No, I don't. I don't think I compare myself. I think you're right that that I can. Com- we compare ourselves most of the time to people who we can't see the negatives in their lives. Yeah, the yes.
2: highlight reel, the people who we're mostly following, whether it's influencers or acquaintances or friends of friends of friends on social media
1: mm. who we only see. The yeah, and then it's like you kind of think about it from the stance of like social media like is not natural and like <laughs> as humans, we weren't supposed to have this much connection with yep. many people. <laughs> We're well, only we supposed to connect with the people in our community, really. So, like, if you think about, not to be all woohoo, but if you think about, like, going back to times when we would live in communities, we would see the highs and lows of everyone. So we mm. probably wouldn't compare ourselves to others as much, whereas now we can, we literally have access to so many people in the world. And, in fact, we probably get frustrated when people have their Instagrams on private yeah. and we can't see what's going on yeah. today. So of course we're gonna have more issues with comparison and stuff like that when we have access to so many people. So true. Yeah, I
0: agree. Yeah, it's so funny that you even mentioned that because I hadn't even considered that. And I was thinking while you were saying it, I definitely like just going back to what you were saying about close friends. I definitely don't compare myself to close friends, which is Yeah. yeah, that's just something I hadn't even considered. It's like you said, it's particularly the people who, yeah, those celebrities, those influencers or those people mm-hmm. who you haven't seen in years. And it's like, why do I even have them on social media? We don't even talk. Like, why am I still yeah. following you and keeping up with your life? It's it's crazy to think that. But I've also, I think something that really the reason why this has been in the forefront of my mind lately is My parents, I'm still living at home while I'm studying and my parents had some old friends come and visit very recently um, within like the last week or something. And these were some friends that they haven't seen in, I don't even know, like years, probably close to a decade. And I used to go to, yeah, crazy that they even like, like lovely that they reached out and they came and like surprised my parents. But I, yeah, hadn't thought about them, hadn't seen them but we went to primary school with her children this woman's children and so she had one daughter who is the same age as my older brother so 2 years older than me and then another daughter who's about 4 or 5 maybe even 6 years older than me so both her daughters are older than me anyway so mm. i was getting ready to leave i was getting ready to go to work and The position I'm in at the moment with my job, I'm very happy with. I'm very proud of the career that I'm going down my career path. I'm very happy with how I'm progressing with my studies. I'm very proud of all those things. And so, you know, when your parents kind of like do the humble brag and they're like, my daughter's doing this, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) So my mum was doing that. But as I'm leaving, I say a quick hello to this old friend of my parents. And the first thing she says to me, she goes, so I heard that you're doing this. I heard that you're doing this. But why don't you have a house yet? Why are you still living here at home? Which oh my God, that what? it no, threw, me, threw me, threw so... me. This woman who I haven't seen in 10 years says oh, that to me. Oh my me.
2: God, um, because the housing market's fucked for a while.
0: That's so fine. No worries at all. <laughs> I do all the time. <laughs>
2: oh my god that's just that is just a bold thing to say oh, to someone i'm so
0: confused i'm so, so
1: confused but, uh, well that
0: was yeah,
2: me my reaction yeah, was just what <laughs> it's interesting because i think that older generation really does have way more traditional views of like what it means to be an adult and what it means to have you know your life quote unquote together mm. so you know i even like i to a degree, my parents in the past, not so much anymore. I think they've realised that I do whatever I want to do. Yeah. But um, they, my, my dad used to be like, you should buy a house, you, you should do this, you should do that. And, you know, it obviously comes from somewhat of a good place where people want you to set yourself up for the future. But mostly it's just like this intense pressure that is just way more harmful than it is uh, positive, I think. That's, mm. It's just very interesting, isn't it, that someone who you haven't seen in a decade would ask you that when you are
1: thriving in so many other areas of your life. Totally. It's very interesting in the sense that, like, when you even think about the conversations that you have with, like, strangers or with people that you haven't seen in a long time, when people want to get to know you, it's almost like they want to know these things about you. They want to know what you do for work, where you live, whether you're married Mm. or in, like, a committed relationship. And it's like, why are these core things, the things that society places much value on you know and it's also like it's so subconscious like I'm sure that your parents friend was not trying to say it to be harmful was probably just thinking that it was a societally normal thing to us mm-hmm. because it's so thrilled into us that that is a measure of success just very interesting to me. It is
2: interesting, yeah. I think it's, it comes a lot of the time, it comes back to this idea that we have, which is going to sound a little bit like a, a rant, but like you know, that we feel like we all need to be working towards this very homogenous, like cookie cutter kind of like you get a career, you get a well paying job, you buy a house, you have a family, yeah. you live out your life. Like that's kind of the expectation. As much as we like to say that, I think, as much as we like to believe that society has progressed from that I think there's a lot of our a lot of our mindsets haven't really changed and that's why it's always the first questions that tend to come to mind even if it's just what do you do for work not what do you do for fun yeah
0: yeah yeah it just threw me for a loop because then of course that had her once again it was the comparison I guess where she was bringing up her daughters who I said are both much older than me and 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 much more I guess you would say advanced in these societal expectations or these societal measures where she was mm-hmm. saying, well, so-and-so, she's married and she's got a full-time job and they've just bought their second property and they're looking at having kids. Whereas my other daughter, she's got this and she's got that. And you know, and then she brings up the fact, oh, well, both my kids moved out when they were 18 and I haven't seen them since. And she had like a bit of a giggle over it. And I just remember kind of standing there and my like, oh, it was just like (laughs) bubbling, like a little bit of rage. And I was like, be respectful, be polite. Um, Ended up just like leaving. I was like, well, anyway, I have to go. Um, But it's just like, it threw me for a loop. But isn't it crazy? Like like what we were saying, these measures of success that society put on without going on like a bit of a feminist rant, because I do it quite a bit, Um, but specifically (laughs) on women, Where, you know, Mm -hmm. you have a family, you settle down, you start having kids, you get married. Like, those are the goals that society sets for women.
2: Yeah, Yeah. and it is. I understand the feminist rant aspect, because
0: (laughs) you would know I do it quite often on our podcast. (laughs) Yes.
2: It's also like, on the one hand, we do have people who know that women can should potentially, you know, buy their own house. They should have their own career. They should, you know, be independent. They should have all this ability to do what they want to do just as much as a man. As a man. Like this is kind of, you know, to a degree where we are at the moment, but we also have this uh, expectation that they have kids, they have a family, that they mm. get married, that they're if, they, if they're not married and they don't have kids, that they're dating, that they're looking and mm. stuff like that. And it is very interesting because it's almost like we want, we want women to do it all, but we don't give them the freedom to do it all the way that they want to do it. Mm. And we also, you know, don't allow for conversations about, like, privilege and social standing and the way that people start off, you know, unevenly in life. Like, I don't know what what your background is or anything like that, but, you know, someone who's maybe, like, in their late 20s and bought two properties, I would I would struggle to imagine, honestly. And like, yeah. I am assuming here, but I would struggle to imagine that there wasn't some sort of privilege that came into play there. Yeah,
0: exactly. Mm-hmm. Isn't it funny though? Because even like you were just saying before, when people ask you, what do you, like, what do you do? And there is, you know, that want or that need or that pressure you feel to... And so automatically with, okay, what do you do? Oh, I do such and such for work. This is my career. And you kind of want to flex on it and you want to like add a little bit of embellishment because you're really trying to push this idea or sell what you do for a living and how successful that is because you're trying to prove a point. But why is that our automatic response to someone asking us, what do you do? Why can't we just say, "Oh, I make a podcast, you know, and I do that for fun <laughs> or i I enjoy listening to Taylor Swift as I know you girls do too, like you know <laughs> what I mean? like I like going to live yeah. music events, I like dancing, like isn't it funny how the automatic assumption when someone says to you like, "What do you do for a living, you want to like sell yourself in that aspect because I don't know is do I don't know how if you girls agree, maybe this is just my own internal conflict." But do you find that when you're doing that or you answer with that, is it because we want to, not even that we want to, but is it because we feel like the person asking us, they're measuring whether or not you're worth their time based Mm. on what you do?
1: I definitely think like, I've really been thinking about this a lot lately, actually, the Mm. fact when I was younger... I really, really wanted to be viewed as successful. I wanted to be viewed as someone who had it going on at a really young age. Mm -hmm. And when I was young, I really wanted to uh, be a filmmaker. And so I really had this idea of, of the type of person I needed to be in order for people to look at me in a certain way. And I think that's obviously progressed over my career in the sense that I now make YouTube videos, which is the most uh, externally validating. Or <laughs> or devalidating. Is that a word? Invalidating. Invalidating. That's the one. <laughs> uh, you can tell I'm not the one that studied journalism. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. So based on how other people perceive you yeah. and I think that in general um, social media is as an example is such a microcosm for the real world in the sense that we're always trying to show people the best versions of ourselves or what we deem the best versions of ourselves or the most successful parts because we've learned from a very very young age societally that like people measure success in things like money mm-hmm. and status. And all of these things, and whether we know it or not, we're all contributing to it because we all uh, we all want to be valued and we all yeah. want to be validated. Like, we live in a society that is all based on external validation, yeah. every single thing. And it's pretty hard to go inwards and fight that urge to not put our best foot forward you know like mm. I'm not going uh when people ask me what I do for work I'm saying I make YouTube videos and a podcast I'm not saying the other jobs that I do in order to financially support myself mm. you know because YouTube and podcast is kind of a lot more of an exciting thing yeah, to talk about. Well, yeah sure. I think it's also quite interesting because like you said Ducky like uh, uh, our world
2: is I think we, in general, ascribe more uh, validity to things that earn us money yeah. yeah, rather than, why you know, when someone, when you meet someone generally, and I'm definitely guilty of this, generally the first, one of the first things you'll ask, like, oh, what do you do for work? Like yeah. that kind of thing. Instead of like, what do you do for hobbies? Like, what are you passionate about? Mm-hmm. And obviously sometimes what people are passionate about will intersect with their job, but that's not what we're asking. We're mm-hmm. asking about work. And I've actually even found this with the podcast because for a while we made absolutely no money off the podcast at all and we have people asking us like pretty frequently like do you make money from the podcast because we don't have ads on our podcast we have we make most of our money um, from patreon but it's not an income really Um, Mm -hmm. it kind of just allows us to have more freedom to make episodes and People ask, like, oh, when are you going to do ads? Like, are you going to make money and stuff like that? And even that, those kinds of questions almost feel like if you're not – if you're spending this much time on something and you're not making money, is it worth anything? Yeah. Yeah. And and it's interesting because I think the podcast is one of the best things I've ever done in my life. Yeah,
1: same. Like,
2: I think that it's, you know, in terms of creative fulfilment, in terms of connecting with people, like, even the fact that you – Got into got in touch with us, Ashley, and said, "Hey, do you want to be on my, on your podcast? Mm. Like the fact that we have met you through that avenue is like so special." Mm. But I, I rarely only recently I've started actually saying that to people when I meet them or when they ask me what I do, I say I have, I have a podcast because I've recognized that just because I don't make you know most of my income from it, that mm. doesn't make it something that I don't do. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Something else I've started doing as well is when I meet people and they. Say so. What do you do? I follow it up with, with my life or for work. Because I I, love that. I like to see. First of all, I like to see the reaction from people. Which every time I say it, honestly, people are a bit taken aback. But I think that it's uh, something small to do to sort of encourage people to think about that in a way. Mm. And a lot of the time, they'll say with your life, and I'll be able to actually talk about things that I really give a shit about you know yeah um because I think that I think we are all multifaceted (laughs) and have so many things going on and almost would be more encouraged to tap into those things more and celebrate those things more if other people celebrated them with us as well
0: absolutely no I totally agree with that and I love that I I love that response, I'm going to start, I'm going to put that into my back pocket and start using that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> because I also, I remember like actually speaking with one of my friends. And this was before my current job. I only just started a new job a few months ago, more relevant to the career that I want to undertake. But I was working in retail, which, you know, that is careers for a lot of people, going into retail is Mm -hmm. someone's career. Whereas when I was there, that was my casual job. So I found myself, I caught myself actually a lot when someone would ask me, what do you do? Oh, just retail. It was Mm -hmm. never, you know, I always added that, oh, just retail. Like it was nothing. It was like a throwaway thing because in my head, I had already assumed that the person asking me was going to think less of me for doing retail. So I was already putting it out there and being like, yeah, I know it's just retail. It's nothing that important. But then yeah. that's also obviously belittling people who retail is their career and they succeed and they yeah. do really well in retail and they enjoy it and they love it. And it's just like yeah. once I caught myself doing that, I stopped it.
1: Yeah. Because you're right, like it
2: is. It's I I feel like it's this idea that everyone should be on the same I kind of like like mind being like I want to hustle to get this really successful career and make a lot of money and do this thing that's going to take me to this height versus hey I'm actually happy with where I am or like Mm. hey I'm going to work in retail or I'm going to work in hospitality like Mm. all these things like none of them are better than another one like they are all the same people just have different interests different things that they're good at, different honestly, priorities. Like the fact that, you know, some like working in retail is hard. I've done it as well. Throughout my teens and my twenties. It's it's so hard. But at the same time, you know, like sometimes in retail, and I imagine, you know, this happens with a lot of people, they can clock off, they can go home, they can spend time with their families, they can, you know, have certain hours off and stuff Mm. like that. Versus people who work in corporate can spend their weekends working their nights working and they don't get home to see their children maybe they don't get to go out with friends as much and stuff Mm. like that and it's just this idea that everyone should have the same mentality about work and it's also funny because I always always think because I have unfortunately run to a few people in my life who you know say belittling things about you know people who maybe work in retail or like hospitality and Mm. stuff like that and I think, well, you know, do you go to shops and buy things? Like, do you go to cafes? Like, do you do all these things that we need these people to work for anyway? Like, there is a place for every single person, every single job in society. Mm. And that is the perfect explanation for why no one is above another
0: person. Yeah, for
1: sure.
0: That's what I mean. Like, it's just so crazy that there is, like, this expectation or, like we were saying, these measures of success where someone will say, you know, something is better or these assumptions that someone is better based off of their career. Like what mm-hmm. what makes having a successful career or, you know, a high up position in a big, well-known company, et cetera, why is that seen as more successful than, you know, doing something like a podcast where you may not be making all of your money from that you know that's something that you enjoy i remember when i went for the interview for my new job i brought up the po- like the fact that i do a podcast on the side and i felt silly mentioning it because mm-hmm. exactly like you said you know i'm i'm not making money off it and i felt the need to even kind of say that to the employer. Uh I was kind of like, oh yeah, I do this podcast. It's just like a silly little side project. I don't make any money off it, but it's something that I like to do as like, you know, to build a portfolio. Like I started over-analyzing and over-explaining when there was no need to do that. It's the same thing as like, you know, why is having a husband or a wife or a fiance, why is that more valued than having, you know, um, owning an animal or something like that, you know, oh, I just got this dog on the weekend. Oh, okay, yeah, well, I'm engaged. Why is that yeah. more successful? Why is that better? <laughs> like, you know what yeah. I mean? Or like why is owning a house and having this massive mortgage, why is that more successful than saying, oh, I just went overseas to travel England for the first time? You know, I've travelled mm-hmm. Europe yeah. for the first time. But people still see that as, oh, you're still like just having fun in your 20s, aren't you? Like, you know, it's that yeah. kind of like patronising like, oh but you yeah. don't have a house.
1: <laughs> but my, my question to people who who think things like, oh, you're having fun in your 20s and, like, why don't you buy a house and do all these things is, like, do you not want to have fun for the rest of your life? Because yes. I'm like, for me, like, my literal goal in life is to just enjoy my life and I don't feel like things like a house and children, I'm sure people definitely be uh, disagree with me on the children <laughs> front, but, like, Things like that, I'm like, I don't think I need those things in order to live a happy and fulfilled life. Yeah, like some people, some people would
2: find that they can afford a house and they can afford, and maybe maybe if they if they don't travel because they have a house or they have kids, mm. but that's fine. Like for their own interests and what they want to do, and like I have friends who their whole life have just dreamt of being parents, mm. and that's what they're doing, mm. and they don't get to do. They, they don't do all of the things that I do yeah. Um, because that's just not their interest. But they're fulfilled in that But they're right? fulfilled in it. They have kids who they love and who love them and they're raising mm. a
1: generation and, like, that's just what they want to do. Yeah. And that's the thing that's interesting, I think, is, like, really what we need to do is encourage people to do more of what they feel like they actually want to be doing and, and time that they want to be Spending in their life doing things they want to do rather than feeling this need to do what societally deems society deems acceptable because I do feel like a lot of people buy houses have children have these super like high paying jobs because they feel like that's what they need to do in order to be accepted by society yeah and then people have shit mental health
2: yeah Yeah. (laughs) I I feel like a lot of it does come down to validation like I think you know, we we have all these pressures, all these expectations to do certain things. And it's really, really, really hard to resist that, especially if you're raised maybe in a household or in a community that puts more pressure than usual on that stuff. Um, and I think it is about, you know, going back to what you said, Ashley, about, you know, people wanting to get this really high-flying corporate job at a big company versus doing, you know, something that might not pay as much, but they enjoy more. I think a lot of the time that comes down to, validation the fact that we all I think humans really do want to feel like special snowflakes half the time oh and absolutely I think, <laughs> and I think that that's you know it, it's both like such a futile uh, thing to try and achieve because at the end of the this is going to sound so cheesy but at the end of the day if you just actually did what you wanted to do you'd probably find that you felt more validated within yourself anyway mm, yeah. because your life is going to be more fulfilling, whether that's actually, you know, working in a corporate job or if it's working in, in you know, a, doing your own podcast and just earning enough money to get by and stuff like that. It's kind of just about what makes you happy.
0: Yeah. No, exactly right. See, I love this. I, I love having you girls here. This is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to have someone to actually like bounce ideas off of rather than talking yeah. to myself into the void.
2: <laughs> I just want to quickly say, I, I whenever we talk about stuff like this, I always want to point out that we it's definitely a position of privilege to be able to say you know and and follow like you know don't just go by the just don't just follow like what everyone else is doing kind of thing it's definitely a privileged thing to be able to choose that in life Mm -hmm. um but obviously if you have the privilege to do that i think it is a great a great thing to think about and also a great way to potentially help lift others up who might not have that opportunity generally yeah
0: Yeah. of course yeah and like we were just saying anyway it's like at at the end of the day you know your work is not your worth and I'm just quoting (laughs) you guys for that like it's one of my (laughs) favorite episodes as well um but yeah no exactly so if you're no matter what it is, like depending on, like you said, we come from a position of privilege where we can say these things or we feel feel like we have those options and not a lot of people do have those options to be able to do that. But regardless of that, exactly right, like your work is not your worth anyway, your work is not what defines you. It's not who, what makes you the person that you are. And at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, like, you know, the people who you surround yourself with or the people who choose to spend time with you, they're not hanging out with you because of what you do for a living, you know, Mm -hmm. they're there because they love you or they're they're supportive of you and they enjoy spending time with you. So I feel like that's something else that people need to remember as well.
2: Yeah, and finding and finding you know fulfillment in other areas of your life rather than just work because I definitely think that and, I, and I've done this as well and I think you can probably relate as well, Ducky. Yeah, <laughs> I might be calling you out with this, this one, but <laughs> working to fill a void of validation and to fill a void of feeling like you're like kind you're lacking something and working to fulfill that and I don't think that for for many 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 reasons, but I don't think that's ever going to actually make you happy because life is really about connection relationships you know fulfilling yourself and doing things that make you feel good and then work can be a part of that but I don't think it it can ever be it can ever define your entire work no absolutely
0: um after Getting so deep into that topic, I think we should move on to something maybe a little bit more fun. (laughs) What do you guys think? (laughs) Yes, yes. Awesome. Well, I was thinking another, something else that I have been thinking about lately, going back to, you know, those measures of success and jumping on Instagram and seeing all these people who are getting engaged or, you know, having kids, they're in these like long-term happy relationships. I know, Amanda, you've Mm -hmm. got a partner. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, maybe... You know, we'll get we'll get some perspectives here, but I was thinking maybe we could discuss all the different and you know, I, I hesitate to say, but the dumb things that all of us have heard while dating in our twenties or while being single in our twenties, and probably things you shouldn't say to people who are single in their twenties.
2: Oh. God, where do we even start? It's just <laughs> endless, isn't it? Isn't it? The first thing that that comes to mind when you say that. Is that I have this uncle who, just for, the, for context, I'm not even remotely close to. Mm. But every time I see him, he asks me if I have a boyfriend. know, yeah. boyfriend.
0: Um,
2: <laughs> and you know, asks me if I have a boyfriend. Every single time. I mean, even if I even if I was seeing someone, I would probably say no just because I didn't. I wouldn't want to talk to him about it. <laughs> and I'd say no, and he goes, "Oh, you'll meet someone eventually." And I'm like. Or the the equal, the equal equally frightful one that I've gotten from him at times is, oh, yeah, good, stay away from men. I'm like, okay, you. Oh. Because, like, what is that saying about men if you think they're all bad, but also, like, you're telling me half the time that I'll eventually have a boyfriend? Oh, yeah. Like, it's just, like, it's Pick very aside. interesting that that's the questions that I've been asked for so many years whenever I see certain family members. Yeah,
0: for sure. One of my favourites, I've had... I feel like this is more so, like, not even, oh, yeah, probably close friends even who, like, they don't mean it. I know that they don't, but it's, like, you know, they think before or they speak before they think, I should say. And um, I've had a few of them, especially recently, who have made the comment, oh, I couldn't possibly be doing what you're doing right now. I'm so glad that I'm in a relationship because oh. dating right now is so hard. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're like, I don't need a reminder of how bad. Oh my god, that's
2: an awful one. Yeah. I can't believe who would say that. <laughs> that's a like, common I, one too. I understand what I guess I understand what they mean. Like dating is frightful. I mean, you know, like you've heard me complain about it all the time on the podcast. But like, it <laughs> does, and I don't even try that hard. So I, <laughs> you know, dating on like dating apps and stuff like that. are just absolutely the wild west like who can even who can fathom them I certainly can't but it's it's an interesting thing to kind of almost humble brag about being in a relationship (laughs) and it's also funny because it's like honestly half the time I I don't often wish I was in a relationship like Mm -hmm. sometimes I do have this I don't know maybe you can relate but like I don't I sometimes have this you know, feeling of like I would obviously like to connect with someone at some point. I would like to maybe travel with a partner or, Mm. you know, spend my life someone but I I don't ever really think oh god I really wish I was in a relationship for x y and z reasons Mm. and imagine if we said that to people who were in long-standing relationships imagine if we said oh god I couldn't do what you were doing and like (laughs) consider a person all the time and god like have to deal with a a man
0: every time that they that I go home (laughs) like imagine that would be so rude yeah they wouldn't know how to take it I don't think (laughs) because no one really says that that. We'll also have to see, like, Amanda, if you're you're guilty of any of these two, you'll have to let us know as well. Oh, <laughs> another <I'm> one <laughs> doing... oh another oh. one that I um that I really, really hate is the the condescending oh you're actually so lucky that you're single. I'm just so jealous oh. of you. Relationships are so hard. They're such hard work. I I just I wish I could be single like you are.
2: It's the you wouldn't understand or you'll understand one day when you when you're in a relationship. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's oh man. It's
1: it's quite it's it's quite a lot, isn't it, to field all these kinds of questions. Yeah. Before I met my boyfriend, I was like dating. I mean, I hadn't been in a relationship properly for five years. Mm-hmm. And I had dated some interesting people. And I think one of the most interesting things to be um, the fact that Sometimes I don't know if you feel the same way, Ash, but like I felt like when I was on the dating scene, I would meet guys who were either so uncommitted, like mm-hmm. so full of commitment, that they would just like be screwing me around, or I'd meet someone and like two dates in, they'd be like, "Oh my god, I'm obsessed with you." Yeah, <laughs> I want you, Max. And I was like, I was like, I literally cannot deal with either of those things. <laughs> yeah,
0: there's and, no happy medium. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, and I find it. So- because I think sometimes there would almost I would almost feel this weird pressure to like if I met a guy who was nice and like super into me, who was the opposite of like the this fearful of commitment guy, I would almost feel this pressure to like keep dating them to go along, yeah, like, it to go be- along. <laughs> and I would almost feel like family and friends would be like, oh, well, like you know, but he's like really nice and he's like really into you. Yeah. I'm like, no, that's not what I want. Like, no. I- I literally- There's nothing worse than, like, when a guy – this is going to sound so trivial, but, like, when a guy is, like, so nice on the second day, but, like, like, so into me, I'm like, you don't even know me. Like, you can't – me. That well, is such a red flag.
2: It's feel it's it's that feeling like you're not you're not actually into me. You're just into anyone who who will date do, you. Who thinks <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to go like I was going <laughs> to was going to say you're just more into the idea that you could have you know a, a wife within the next couple of years. Yeah. Again, like, even for men, that comes down to the, like, pressure to get married, to have kids, to have a family, to settle down. Like, obviously, it's a very – I think it is a very different pressure for men. But it's still there to a degree. Yeah. Um, and – but it is. It's interesting, right? Like, this whole idea that some people just just want to be in a relationship for the sake of being in a relationship. And that's, that doesn't feel great to, to be on the receiving end no, of that.
1: No, not at
2: all. One – Um, thing that I have gotten quite a lot of my life because I've pretty much my whole life I've said I don't think I want kids or Mm -hmm. at least I'm very very undecided leaning more towards no Mm -hmm. I've gotten a lot of and this is mostly from women um, I've gotten a lot of oh you'll change your mind once you meet someone and I'm just like No, I I mean, I might, but I also very well might not. Like, I might not change my mind. Yeah. And why does it have to take again a man
1: like (laughs) like, who's
2: to to say (laughs) Um, why does it have to take meeting someone because especially like if you if you think about the fact that there's so many ways to be a parent in this day and age like if I decided at 35 that I wanted to be a a mum and I was single I could still make that happen like it's it's just it's very interesting to be told all these things about yourself rather than asked these things about yourself Mm -hmm. like Oh, like interesting. Like, are you thinking that like motherhood's just not for you? Like, that kind of thing. Yeah. But so instead, it you'll change your mind. Yeah. It's like almost a threat.
1: It is. <laughs> it is. Recently, I was also having a conversation with one of my friends, and he, I told him how I lean towards not having children as well. Uh, I feel like even more now that I'm with my boyfriend, I lean more towards not having children, <laughs> yeah. um, which is. I feel like some people find it hard to fathom. But anyway, he said to me when I when I told him, yeah, I am leaning more towards not having children, not like I need to decide right now anyway, but whatever. Yeah. Also not like any of this guy's business. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, but he said to me that I biologically am designed to have children. So if I get to like 40, I'm going to be – Feeling like something is missing in my life, and that I should have children because if I don't, I, I'm going to feel like there's something missing because that's all humans are designed to do, yeah. Essentially, don't
0: you it's love? It's
2: biologically meant to be hunter-gatherers,
0: but, if yeah. he, but he, you don't see him living out in the, in the
1: wild. It's also
0: biologically <laughs> we were never
1: supposed to look in a mirror in our lives.
0: Just... <laughs> or see the amount of people that we see on social media, like you said earlier. Like we shouldn't be seeing yeah. that many. I remember actually I saw, I don't know if you guys have seen it or not, it was like a TikTok that went around a while ago. And it was kind of like saying how a lot of people – or particularly men. It was a man who was speaking about it, but obviously I can't speak on behalf of men, but this was coming from a man. Um, He was saying that a lot of guys, they seem to be very picky with appearances of women that they choose to date because they have so much access to all these people Mm. online who may not necessarily look the way that they do in photos either. And because mm-hmm. they've seen so many beautiful faces from all over the world, which is just so overwhelming because they were never meant to see that many people, Yeah, um, it makes it harder for them to find someone or for them to settle down with someone within their community.
2: Yeah, that's actually really interesting. That is interesting. And I, I, think, I think for men as well, like it's this idea... Well, actually, I should probably say this from a woman's perspective. <laughs> from a woman's perspective, it's almost like you're told that you should just take what you get and settle down. Mm. Like, you know, it it's actually not desired to be like, you know, getting into a relationship, maybe realizing that you were happier single or maybe the person's not right for you or staying single for your twenties or your thirty or however long you need to stay single for until you meet someone. Whereas as a man, I mean you know, it's the most cliche thing in the world, but it's like a man who's um older and single as a bachelor and a woman mm. who's older and single is like basically the most pathetic person you could ever meet in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly.
1: Um,
2: so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me when I'm 50,
0: <laughs> I'm being, fuck you all. <laughs> me too. I'll be there with you. <laughs> but, it's, it's funny though, because yeah. I, was, I was even talking to one of my um, close guy friends recently, and he was even saying to me, so he's actually, he's a bit older than me. He's coming up to, um, actually, I think he's just turned 30. Um, he's coming up to 31 soon. And he was saying to me that he believes, he feels he's at the stage in his life now where he has to play catch up because so many of his guy mates who are in their 30s, they are either in very long-term relationships where they're on the verge of, you know, they're going out and they're ring shopping or they've gone and bought the houses or they've already started having kids or some of them are already married, whereas he's actually just come out of a long-term relationship, six-year-long relationship, and now he's single all of a sudden. Have you
1: ever thing about how, people say to women who are around the age 30 like don't worry just wait because all the good guys are about to break up with their (laughs) longtime friends and they're about to be single have you heard that? I haven't heard that. Yeah I I heard this thing once that was saying like so many guys get out of relationships around 30 and because of that, they've like experienced a long-term relationship. They kind of know how to be in a relationship. Their previous girlfriends have
2: taught them how Their to be with people. Yes. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Like so basically when you meet a guy who's around the age 30 and he's like been single for like a year or two, like that one's right for the picking. They say. <laughs> <laughs> they say. <laughs> I feel like you could have just come up with that, but you're saying they say.
2: No, <laughs>
0: it's her own theory
2: (laughs) yeah that's actually that that feeling of playing catch up i'd imagine yeah that would be really hard for a lot of people who do find themselves you know because a lot of us think that we're on like a trajectory and we've maybe got that life sorted like you know the the family or the 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 partner the family the house and then a lot of people find them it doesn't work out for whatever reason whether it's like you know just the fact that it simply doesn't work out that it wasn't right maybe the person like you know it's a really awful relationship maybe some sort of tragedy happens and it's just like there are so many ways that life like intervenes I guess and that's another really interesting thing is that we act we almost act like all of these concepts are within our control all the time. Mm-hmm. And not only if you're talking about from the side of getting into these relationships, getting these like, you know, milestone milestones ticked off, not only is that not fully in our control, but like staying on that path is not fully in our control unless you're unless you're wanting to just absolutely accept everything that comes your way, whether it's good or bad, mm-hmm. which obviously isn't a healthy thing to do to yourself. It's just, you know, It kind of, it it really does suck. I mean, I'd imagine it sucks if you find yourself all of a sudden
0: almost like back at square one, if we want to think about it the way society would think about it. Mm, Exactly. No, well, that's, yeah, exactly. He said that was his main concern because, yeah, he's gone back to this... stage one, like you said, as what society would deem as stage one. And he's also finding that a lot of girls his age as well, they are also in their committed relationships or they're settling down as well. And he feels mm-hmm. like, you know, oh, well, there's no one, no one single these days. And then it's, oh, I don't know if like either of you have experienced this, But, you know, when you have, like, your really close guy friends and then they see that you're single and they're single at the same time and they kind of, like, you know, they start the whole, like, I have something to tell you. You're like, (laughs) no, no, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Blocked. You think you have
2: something to tell me, but you don't really have something to tell me.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And it's like, so he's going through that now with, like, multiple friends as well. So it's like, well, now I don't even feel special. (laughs) But, um, you yeah, know, but he w- he was actually saying as well, he's found that um, with that, where, like what comes with that is the added pressure, which is so funny because, you know, as women, we kind of like look at men and we go, oh, they've got their shit sorted. Like they don't need to worry about anything. They don't have these expectations or these pressures. Like they're all good. But he was saying to me, like, you know, there's now this added pressure that the next person he meets has to be the one. And I'm like, but no, that's mm-hmm. that's not the case. He's like, no, but I'm in my 30s. The next person I meet has to be the one and then I have to propose to her and then I have to buy a house and then, you know, have the wedding and then have the kids. Like, you know, he's he's got like the little tick list ready to go. And I'm like, but that's not, that's not the case. But it's crazy that, yeah, okay. society puts these pressures on us that we think that that is what has to happen. Yeah,
2: it's true. I think I think men definitely have, you know, maybe slightly different, but certain expectations that are put on them. And, like, I feel like if we can just go back to feminism real quick. Mm, like, of course,
0: anytime. <laughs>
2: like, like that's, that's actually one of the things that I feel like, you know, when we talk about, you know, treating women equally or, like, not putting these, like, outdated pressures on women, it also benefits men because men should also be able to be free to do what they want and, you know, choose a life that they want to live, regardless of, you know, whether that's with a a woman, like, earning a lot more money than their partner or not as much money as their partner or just being single their whole life. Like, there's definitely unique pressures to men that we can't really understand, but it would definitely be real for them.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, if there's anything that we could say to those men, we could always just tell them, it'll happen when you least expect it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, we don't want to hear any more of that from anyone. <laughs> Stop saying that to your single friends. That's my, my advice for the day. Stop telling your single friends it'll happen when they least expect it. We don't want to hear it.
1: No. <laughs> just think before you speak,
0: really. Exactly. Well, I think that covers everything for today. Is there anything else you guys needed to add or wanted to chime in on? I feel like you've
2: covered a lot of really great things. Yeah, like, me I've, too. This has been such a cool conversation. Thank you so much for having us on. Oh,
0: my God. Yeah. No, thank you, guys. I, I've had so much fun. I I feel like I was so jittery at the start, and you guys just made me feel so comfortable. So I'm like, this is great. I love Aww. it. <laughs>
2: it's not like being jittery at all, no. so you covered it very, very well. Yeah. Oh, thank
0: you. But, yeah, I, I think that's everything then, guys. So a big, big, big thank you to Cara and Amanda for their time and for joining me, for being my my very first guests here on Lately. I just can't even fathom the fact that two of my biggest influences were my first guests. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is my uh-huh. life? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if is there anything that you guys want to plug, where to find you guys, where to listen? Well, you can listen to the podcast at To Be Honest on Apple
1: Podcasts and Spotify, and you can follow us on Instagram at tbh.com pod, which is where we always post when we have new episodes. Yeah. I think that pretty much covers it.
2: Yeah, if you, if you go to those and you want to know more, you can follow all the links. But other than
0: that, but
1: I think the podcast is the real nugget of wisdom. Yeah. You know? <laughs>
0: and I highly recommend it. For my audience who listens, I know that this is the vibe you guys want. This is what you like listening to. <laughs> So with that, then I will bid everyone adieu. Um, Thanks so much for listening, everyone, to another episode. We'll be back again next week on Wednesday, back to usual scheduling. Sorry, it's been a week since my last post. Been very crazy with uni schedules at the moment. So I will talk to you all then. See you in a bit.